Because they have you in an Excel sheet somewhere. They do. I guarantee it. Mm-hmm. I guarantee they do. They have freaking police stations in America. Do you hear about they that? do have police in America. Yeah. No, police stations. <laughs> the Chinese police stations. You didn't hear about that? You didn't hear about <laughs> what that? What are you talking about? You didn't hear about that? What are you talking about? For someone who reads as much as he does, you didn't hear about they that? Have like I read the uh, actual. They have like established some sort of force in America to watch their, their own, own citizens. citizens. In America, they, they've found numerous yeah. police, Chinese police stations that watch over their citizens in, in America. Whenever you say numerous, I start to doubt. Google it. Okay. No, right now. Google I'm sure. I'm sure that they have. I've I've read about them. You know, like keeping tabs Google on America it. on no like, Chinese American citizens. They, they found whatnot. a few in Los Angeles already. Like mm-hmm. that's why it's becoming a big. Deal. But like, but like, police. That might oh, yeah. be. Like, that, that's an interesting Google word. It. Google it. Okay. Right now. I'm fine. Fine. That's this man reads so much, but still misses so much the news cycle. Heartbreaking. Truly heartbreaking. It's a little bit. Uh, it's. Uh, I, I think. I think they're using politically literate language and saying they're police stations, but I've. I've no doubt that they have like the some watching. sort of units, yeah. bureaucratic units, like watching because uh, they're like Chinese transnational policing gone wild. It's like, what, are they? Are they topless? You know. <laughs> um, but uh, welcome to news discussion with three random guys. Yeah. Today is Sunday, but when you're listening to this, it'll probably not be Sunday. Okay, we're talking about uh, what we're gonna, gonna talk. We're, we're gonna talk about Canada, Canada yeah. and then we're gonna Canadian. talk about yay, and then like what kind of yay? Did you say like, what kind of yay? <laughs> <laughs> say what kind of yay? And then we're gonna talk about uh, Ukraine, and then we're gonna talk about uh, Los Angeles, yeah. right? And then we're gonna talk about Chainsaw Man. Chainsaw Man. I never saw it, so I can't. Oh, damn. Yeah. Sorry, you're the one who didn't watch Sandman, and you were the one who suggested it to me. He's finished. I didn't it. have time. No, no, yeah. I haven't. I haven't. Dude, oh. genuinely, that's like a show. I feel like you could like really too. Like, oh yeah, definitely. It's a good definitely. DC show, isn't it? What? Is it DC? A DC? Yeah, he's a DC character. Oh, you're lying. No. Sandman so you're telling me the character. the devil and all that? He's is a, a he's a Neil Gaiman yes. character, and I the credit devil is a character them. in Marvel. The devil is the one who gives Ghost Rider his. He's I think the devil is um. Not necessarily a Marvel or DC property. No, it's not. Like they just exist. He just exists. He, yeah. <laughs> so you're he telling me in a bunch of like popular media and stuff. So like why that. didn't they make that? We'll talk about this later. I mean, they're going to introduce him next year. So why didn't fine. they make it known that the Sandman was in the DC universe? Do they also have like Saint Anthony and yeah, they Saint have Michael they have, the Archangel have, and he's the main character's dream, like the, the mm-hmm. ruler of dreams. Then there's. Um, Desire and no, I, I got that. That's Neil Gaiman's like uh, um, uh, Parthenon, right? Mm-hmm. Or Pantheon. Um, Parthenon. Same, same difference. Pantheon. <laughs> but uh, I was talking about you know Christian uh, Christian Bale characters oh. in Marvel and DC comics. Oh, there's a lot. I mean, Jesus does exist. <laughs> oh, I'm not joking. Can he fly? Yeah, he can walk on water. He does have super. He is literally superpowers. Yeah. I guess. I guess you're right. If Jesus had superpowers, you know, I got superpowers. It takes him three days to regenerate. <laughs> All right. So, Canada. You want to talk about Canada. I'm not familiar with this, so you'll have to fill me so in. So, essentially what happened recently in Canada is Canada banned all handguns so the reason this is a big deal is because you know canada is in line with the democratic party in america in the sense of like what they're trying to do gun wise um and so in america they're always talking about like oh just just want to ban rifles that's it when in reality canada did the exact same thing so we're just going to ban rifles okay even though they don't have as many shootings mass shootings all kinds of stuff per capita 
their gun violence isn't nearly as bad. Um, all kinds of stuff. They ban they ban rifles, and what do they do now? They ban handguns, and once nikes, shotguns, and then it's just like, oh, we're gonna ban all guns. Um, and so it's just this this point of, you know, the government taking power away from the people. And you know, a lot of people don't like Trudeau. And I mean, what are you gonna do if you know the the government in Canada ever becomes oppressive? Can't really do anything at this point if they ban all guns. So my thing is, it just it's a setup, man. It's a setup. There are many things to address there, but uh, one thing is they're not just simply banning handguns, but they're banning the sale and transfer of handguns. So you can still have a handgun if you already have it, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, they already did that. I think... uh, No, they they ban rifles. Like, you can no longer... You no longer have a rifle, but you can still have a handgun if you already have one. Yeah. So essentially, the buy, sell, and... So essentially, there's still going to be, like, millions of guns in Canada... There's still going to be gun violence. Well, there might be millions of guns, but there's a lot less guns in America, which is what allows them to do this with little political capital. Yeah, and essentially there's uh, this thing that somehow gun violence is going to get affected when they're bordered with the United States. You can print guns. People still have guns. Yeah, they want to. They want to make sure that um, guns aren't coming across the border, so they want to more easily regulate the transfer of guns. So they have to like make sure that any transfer of guns is within their jurisdiction. Yeah, but regulate, what's the point right? in, in doing this when it's not going to change the the gun violence? The criminals are still going to have guns. Yeah, the criminal doesn't. Well, we, go we've to already we've a, already talked about that, and you, you know my position that it does on the margins and probably yeah good so canada. And i'd rather short, live in canada in, over in, united states in because 30 years in 30 40 50 years yeah maybe after you know all that the seems like a win in 50 years and then uh, again generally a lot of people that have become victims i want to i want to talk violence. about the other thing i want to talk about was was you seem to be expressing uh, the slippery slope fallacy um, you oh, heard of the, that one before? Of essentially that you know now they're going to be taken over by an oppressive government. Is that what you're referencing? Well, if if uh, it's it's the idea, it's the fear, the paranoia that if your side gives a little bit, then it'll keep going further and further and further down the line. That the other side is um, that not what happened? Simply uh, that is that not what happens happened? with government. That's 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 what it looks like in retrospect, but that's not the case. That it will continue that way. That is the literal. That happens every time. Like not every time. But that happens so often in history with government. But, but it mean, also goes the other way, and we don't notice that those remember, times. Remember, like, literally said, that's what they. That's what our government did to the Native imagine, Americans. We imagine, were like, hey, <laughs> we don't give up your guns for your own good, yeah, and we'll. And put you in your own reservations, and then we also murdered a bunch of them. And then we took their land. And then but we took cares? their land, and then put them in very shitty reservations. Yeah, but it also goes the other way, like with abortion recently, um, mm-hmm. and with uh, you know far right nationalism having okay, resurgence global. But I think you're you're kind of overlooking the the fact. No, no, that no I, Trudeau I just said, I, I'm not I'm not overlooking or talking about specifically Canada here. I just want to highlight that. The slippery slope fallacy is indeed a fallacy. So just because they ban guns doesn't mean they're going to ban handguns. Um, it you, it could go either way. We're in a constant conversation and, about but, but what our policies could, are and which way we're going to go. From and what the, they've and, done. And the past does not necessarily inform the future. From what they've done, it's been pretty obvious. I mean, if you say like, hey... I mean, it's obvious that they're hostile to guns, but the Canadian public is hostile to guns. Like, the Canadian public voted these people in and are continuing to support them, right? So, they're making that choice as a society. They're not necessarily unrepresentative of the majority of the population in Canada. I want Trudeau to just become a dictator. Yeah, no, I want to see what happens. You're not necessarily wrong about that funny. at all. 
Huh? I just want to see Trudeau become a dictator just so I could be like, hey. Hey, I mean, he's... See, <laughs> see, that this is so far from Trudeau being a dictator that it's Oh, yeah, it's I know, I yeah. know, but I'm just saying in the sense of... And that's like, the slippery slope that you're engaging with. I mean, if he did, he would be inheriting, he would be taking talking over his about dad. That. Wouldn't be surprised. Castro. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you have a policy argument, um, there's, there's two different sides, and there's a give and I a take, that. and then... Uh, circumstances change the next time you revisit that argument and so just because you you know make gay marriage legal doesn't mean that uh either we're gonna start having sex with animals or that clarence thomas <laughs> is gonna come in and say no more interracial marriage yeah oh, but yeah. the the point i'm making is essentially trudeau said hey we're just gonna be banning rifles that's all we want even though they don't have mass shootings like that even though they don't have the same kind of gun violence they literally are like we are america basically and we're gonna ban rifles because like we're, we can do it and they can't right so they ban rifles and they say we're not gonna come for your handguns and what do they do now they're coming for handguns now is it your personal handgun not yet the slippery See, slope the, fallacy uh, uh, uh-huh. slippery slope fallacy but they've basically just made it where you can no longer now they're gonna handguns. they're gonna revisit that conversation from the new status quo in which handguns can't be bought or sold and they're you're going to say down the line based on the feedback they get from the population's uh you know uh, handling of this new status quo whether they want to go back or forth and they will go back and forth we've gone back and forth several times in gun control we had an assault weapons ban and now we don't and there's evidence to show that gun violence went up afterwards um and it might have been causally linked to that so gun violence you know. in general i mean you're talking about are you talking about we, yeah deaths? that's that's it's a no, it's a whole complicated general, discussion but yeah, like, gen- yeah but he's and, saying and, general and there might be, there and there, yeah. there might have been like a tangential causal link there so you know there's definitely a correlation um but what you know we can we can leave that aside because we've talked about that a lot yeah i mean overall it's just for me trudeau has spent more money than like any other you know prime minister in canada he's done like again i'm not going to say i'm, and I'm he not enjoys Canadian. a broad mandate from the public yeah and i understand I just, just from like a lot of the stuff that's been going on in canada with like the um, protests and all kinds of stuff and like the reactions to the protests mm-hmm. I don't know. I just It's just one of those things like... I think you're letting the tail wag the dog there because that's a small minority of Canada. And oh, my God. Is, you, know. you won't even let me finish my sentence. I'm okay, over here trying ahead. to say, ahead, essentially, it's just that thing of, you know, if it's, it's essentially what happened in Germany, right? Nobody expected, you know, come along and take over, but it happened. And so it's just this thing of like, yeah, now it's basically, oh, yeah, let's get rid of guns. And they're going to slowly continue to ban guns or whatever. But what happens when someone in Canada, maybe not in our lifetime, but, you know, 100 years from now is in power and is like, you know, I could really f*** these people over and I can, you know, take advantage of this country and basically become a dictator just like Hitler did, you know. And it's just that thing of the reason in America so many people, especially on the Second Amendment side, are just like, you know, we want to continue to have guns and all kinds of guns and whatever is because it's the last check against your government. I mean, again, what happens when Trudeau does something that the general populace doesn't like? Oh, yeah. I mean, like if, there's nothing you can do but protest. And then we've seen what he's done in response to protests. If the I'm U.S. Saying. government like just just out of nowhere had a, uh, like a ban on guns and they're like, we're going to come confiscate them. Lots of people would die. Exactly. Well, there would be tons of people who are like, come take it because mm-hmm, you're not mm-hmm. going to get it. Yeah, I want to examine. You, you said that uh, you know there'd be nothing to stop uh, Trudeau if, if, if you di- if you disagreed with the government, there'd be nothing to stop the government from you know doing something that's bad, people. oppressing you. So Maybe I, I want to examine that for a second because you know you're you're a, you're a guy in uh, 
um, Chicago and you're um, out of money because the government stripped away your benefits and you're out of a job because the government raised interest rates mm -hmm. and sided with companies and international corporations and just generally you know the but wave of policy wait no it, it's any any generic situation where the government uh, and its and its policies are uh, really bad for you yeah. and so you pick up your gun and you go and rob a liquor store now you are exercising your right against the government and the status quo um, to uh, to revolt in, a, in an individual way and yet that is necessarily a crime and you come back and you turn around and say oh the Black Lives Matter protests those were horrible and terrible but those were people who were exercising this so-called right to like you know violence um, in order to uh, represent or communicate their dissatisfaction people with the government. Have a let's right just to say, whoa, 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 stop, stop, stop. people don't have a right to violence. That's they, they have what what you're describing. People, in, have, a right people have a right. People have a right to protest and defend themselves, but you don't have the right to just be like, I don't. Well, like when you're saying things you know, are going, so I'm gonna fucking rob this exactly. store. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Just because you don't have a uh, you you don't like how things are going doesn't mean you should be able to pick up an assault rifle and go and join the revolution right or i mean or i'm clearly proceed with a revolution you're, you're basically trying to like one -on -one. make my argument seem that like it's invalid because of oh like just because something changes you can't you shouldn't be able to when when people talk government. about having a no, right no, no, to a gun no. because i'm of saying no essentially what i'm saying is in the instance of someone who's clearly trying to oppress their people right like you see in iran like you see in afghanistan with the taliban like you see all these oppressive governments around the world like in Eritrea, like in Venezuela, like in all these communist places, Cuba. I mean, it's really those hard people, for people to have guns cannot and do it. Themselves. Like, look yeah. at in Iran. So in it's Iran. really you're saying it's really bad for. I'm sorry, I shouldn't let you finish. I'm just saying the people in these these nations all across the world are they're showing us now what happens when there's an oppressive government and they turn off the Wi-Fi. They may, they people start disappearing in the streets. Like seriously, what's happening in Iran uh -huh. is a prime example of what happens when you cannot fight back against your government. The whole like country is protesting against their government, saying they want a regime change, uh -huh. and people are disappearing in the streets um famous people young people women everything and it's just like i'm not saying that canada you know god forbid that happens in canada but what if it does how are you going to defend yourself and that's just it they're constantly taking away your right to own guns which means what if that ever happened in the future then you're never going to be able to protect yourself. Well, That's the argument that I'm making. I'm not I, saying I know, like, I know, oh, but you, you, you want, also note that he wants it to be. You need to have the option to defend yourself. People shouldn't actively seek to make it to where they can make that option more of a reality. Where we end up in a place like Iran, so it's like having gun rights would be more of like a safety check and a balance between citizens, exactly. citizens and the government from just. You're, you're saying you're saying well first of all you're saying that there's somehow a, a, a clear distinction between an oppressive government and a non-oppressive government when the american government is oppressing its people right now it's um, oppressing everybody i mean it, we all it's know this. especially the poor but secondly you imagine that uh people should have uh the right to a gun so that they have the right to an implicit future violent action that they are using the threat of violence to further their individual interests in society right is that not right? They're, 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 they are furthering their interests, their personal interests, against the governments in that situation, in Iran's I mean, or in America or in Canada. If you look at it anywhere, any way, shape, or form, like you should have the right to defend yourself. We've seen time and time sure, again yeah, but that's that separate any from government, the right to literally account. every single government in the world cannot, it's been shown, the government cannot protect you from 
it's like itself from crime, from looting, from whatever anarchy. You, 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 sa- you have- sound a bit like the people in, uh, in in Game of Thrones who say it is known, Khaleesi. It is just known. It um, is known. I mean, again, at the end of the day... A, there was a famous report um, uh, came out a few years ago uh, that the U.S. Army did to study the effects of a mass uprising in America. Mm-hmm. And they found that even without guns, there's just so many people that and there's so few um, army uh, assets in America that it's just literally impossible to maintain control, especially in a city like Los Angeles. We have access to, right now, in our homes, explosives through uh, household cleaning uh, implements. We have drones. We have... Weapons. We have all sorts of weapons, irrespective of assault rifles and regular rifles. And we have organization in social media and, uh, you know, communication methods that they can't track, Yeah, but the the point... I, I just feel like you're trying to downplay what I'm saying, which is essentially... I am. Essentially that what's happening in all these other countries in the world, Cuba, a lot of these communist nations where they're being oppressed and they want a regime change. They want democracy. They want this. They want that. But they can't do anything because they do not have firearms to protect themselves. I mean, it's a prime example. You know, like, again, I'm not saying like, oh, something's going to happen in Canada. I do not want a minority of people in the U.S. with firearms to control the rest of the population without firearms. And that's not happening. They have firearms. Why I mean, they? look at the United States. That's that's been an Hundreds obvious of point of, of like far right rhetoric. Is that you know like they have firearms, the Democrats don't, so they're going to win that civil war, right? That's not what I'm referencing at all. But they view themselves as people who live in a clearly oppressive government and who have firearms and need them to defend themselves just, against the government. Just, that I, why, that is the precise why, rationalization why, why of terrorism. Can't you, why can't you get on the bandwagon and just be like, you know, that makes logical sense that, you know, if there was ever an oppressive government in Canada, they would have no way to defend themselves. Would they? Yes or no? They absolutely would. I think. It, How would they? Power in between a government and its people is uh, a constant bargaining uh, process, and so it's working is, in Iran, uh, right? No, it's it's not working in Iran. I'm and just that's that, why that's my point. It, their government and is so, collapsing, and, so, and it's due to uh, sanctions and um, the international oh no. policies forcing the, the Iranian government go. into this uh, small situation. Gonna, it's, don't give me it's this due stupid... to like uh, uh, the petrol state dynamics. It's uh, it's all sorts of things. So blame everything else, but you know the oppressive government. The oppressive government is a for uh, a, a an outgrowth of the environment. I wouldn't say that. Wouldn't say that at all. Well, we know that you're a great man theory guy, and I'm a you know environment and geography. I mean, guy. I, I I look at it as you know you can't really give that out to every single communist or oppressive government and just be like, well, outside factors contributed to this, and that's the reason it is what it is. I mean, a woman choosing not to wear her hijab and then basically getting beaten to death and killed, mm-hmm, and you're just mm-hmm. like, well, psh, outside no, no, factors. No, no, not at all. I mean. You know, the the whole world situation led to that culmination there. And it's all sorts of factors uh, going into why we can't step in and support uh, the revolutionaries in Iran, too. But Um, what do they need to overthrow their government? If we were to step in, what would we... I don't think they need... 
they need to have like guns in the home that would destabilize the situation further there's not necessarily going to have uh, a coalition there they could be like syria where it's a whole bunch of different smaller uh, terrorist cells quote-unquote terrorist cells that fight amongst each other and the government and russia steps in and puts its foot down um it, it could go a lot of ways but what, my what point they is, need for revolution is, the, is a is a broad uh what has been the lower determining class factor in every single revolution, what has the United States, the UN, given to countries that are trying to overthrow their government? Are you, countries trying to overthrow their government? Are I want to. I want to really people, examine sorry, people, that question sorry, because people that is overthrowing their government. People overthrowing the government. There you go. Small minorities overthrowing their government. Small minorities. Or That's is it absolutely true. So, in, so in Argentina, right now, in which is the classic example, they gave a small cell weapons, and they did overthrow the government, and that was absolutely bad. So we shouldn't do that in Iran. Iran empowering small minorities to overthrow governments. Yeah, that's very bad. So we we shouldn't give. What should, what should we they, do in Iran? They need to generate a, a a broad coalition in order to enact real change, and they need to pressure the people in power already to change their and policies. And what happens when they don't through, care? They don't care. That's ultimately bad for them, and they know that because they are destroying their What's happening uh, with OPEC? economy right now. What's happening with OPEC? What. What you, you, what you know about, about like the recent news and now they're basically trying to, you know, um, lessen in the, the oil shortage more and more and more as a big fuck you to the United States. Lessen, they, they, want to, they want to increase the oil shortage. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. I'm tired. They, they want to increase prices because they see them falling right now, right? Because yeah, so there isn't actually a glut in the oil market right it's now. It's just them being pieces uh -huh. of sh And <laughs> right. so essentially yeah. the United States basically was like, oh, like we got you you know in there's, the there's like already gonna... uh, um, a lot of headwinds on the amount of oil that Iran can sell because of international sanctions especially I'm, after okay the... I'm talking about OPEC in the sense okay. of like you know the other side I'm not talking about Iran specifically I'm talking about OPEC in general mm -hmm. um, and I'm just saying you know overall I get what you're trying to say and you're just trying to basically give every excuse to you know, I'm 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 saying that uh, that 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 um, high-powered weapons allow uh, minorities to weld outsized power in well, nation, Connor, nations, the and you need the people, you need a majority coalition in order to enact. What's happening in Ukraine? Is every single Ukrainian person on the streets fighting? No, there's a minority of the population that is defending the country. That's how it works in every single war, every single conflict that has ever been ever. It's not, not like the, the French entire revolution. It's not the entire populace that's over here. Every no, no, single person yeah. in the street fighting. But the, right? the, the not people every who, single the person people who are gun. fighting in that revolution or that war need to have a mandate from the majority of the populace or else it's going to descend into more authoritarianism. Well, we'll see what happens in Iran. We'll see what happens in Cuba. We'll see what happens in all these nations that if they could overthrow their government with guns, it would have been overthrown centuries ago. Like overall, you're just and there's been several who have been overthrown by minorities with guns. It, you know, all of those CIA-backed coups in South America that have ruined the Southern Hemisphere. Yeah, right, but over the, the last the thirty key years. Important context there is CIA-backed. Right. No, that's what we were saying earlier. Uh, the the CIA empowered small minorities in other countries with high-powered weapons yeah, and yeah, training. Like, right. Yeah. And and that's what you were arguing that Latin small America. minorities in America should have the right to. No, think, because no, you're, you're, you're putting everyone. words into our mouths. Yeah. Like, essentially, I'm saying that, you know, the 
whatever your whatever your political affiliation is, like you should have the right to defend yourself in your home in public and from the government because the government, as you know, the American government is very oppressive. That's uh, separate like, from the question of whether or not you should have high powered guns. You should have what, high power whether or not you're to de de defend okay, yourself from yeah, yeah. the government. Okay. The government has big boom uh -huh. guns, okay? They got bigger guns than you do. But the the only thing that can check the government is what? No, the you should have majority high guns. What about uh, hate groups like that? With guns? Yeah, like what if... Like, What's to stop you from being the hate group and saying that you're not, you know? It, a lot nothing. of this depends on... This is why everyone needs to have... Like there's... No one gets uh. to decide. Like it's... No one gets to decide that they are the revolutionary uh, seeking rect rectification just, against the You're still just you're right? dancing around. Like I get yeah. that you're trying to. I don't know if you're playing devil's advocate here or if this is just. No, I'm. I'm trying to, to get you to see the that that you are describing both the criminal and the hero when you're talking about someone who has a right to a gun. Yes, we know that. We yeah, understand okay. that. We understand yeah. that so there's, you're, there's you're always saying that there's if, if you if you have a right to a gun, then there will be both more criminals and more heroes, right? Not necessarily. We're saying everyone has a right to defend themselves. So granted, criminals do have the right to have guns, but a smart criminal isn't going to go out and buy a legal handgun to commit a crime. A smart That's, criminal. It's just... A misnomer, isn't it? I mean, look at it. Majority of gun crime is what? Are these people that went into a gun store and bought a gun? No. no. The majority like, of gun crime is uh, against criminals. That Criminals are the most likely to be shot or killed by a gun. Yeah. That's what gang violence is. That's mm -hmm. what yeah. all this ammunition yeah. violence is. Yeah, but, but they, those, where do they, they see themselves as the heroes, right? Not necessarily, uh, not necessarily not, at all. So. I mean, there's no. just a lot of socioeconomic issues that lead to, you know, the right. But in the, which you know, they, but they everybody sees themselves as their own. You know, they're always in the right. They're always uh, working towards their own survival in the situation that they have. Right? It doesn't make so. necessarily think they mean they see themselves as a hero. They probably see it as a necessity. Fair. To yeah. Get the, by. Yeah. Same. Yeah. yeah. Same difference. Yeah. Um, I, I get what you're saying there. Anyways, we we before we get too in the weeds on. I have a question. Again, you said you guys were just talking about how government tends to oppress people because I had to walk out real quick. But you said typically I missed the conversation like that. Because of the conversation. I don't know if that was my thrust. I was saying that like um, right now the trend is that the, the U.S. government is oppressing the poor lower classes. Then why would you want to have uh, government be expended? Why would you? Why do you? I, I want the poor lower classes to have more power in government. Okay. How do they get there? How do they get there? Yeah. Man, that's that's the question, think, right? How, like, if you could sum it up, how would you think they would get there? Uh, th there was there was a book review I was reading recently that I will have to look up. Uh, We're not going to get into this long debate about you know the structures and how people. Well, you wanted the, to talk the, about the Iranian nuclear treaty, right? I mean, I'm I'm just I want to talk about the fact that you're trying to get away from the whole point. Like I'm saying that. If Canada ever decided to oppress its people once they finally ban all guns, they there's no way, the, there's, yeah, there's, there's nothing that the people so, can do. And honestly, so you, uh, wait, so, so you asked, uh, what was really quick and I finished that. Yeah. And honestly, I, well, I've talked to a few Canadians and the sentiment I got from them, and obviously they don't, I, I don't know, they might not represent the entire government, but the sentiment that I got from them in, in short is basically so long as they have their health care, they won't care. I mean, it's that thing of as long as my life isn't affected, I don't care. That's how it is in America. I mean, it's, as long as like most people don't care about homelessness unless they're like faced with homelessness. And they're yeah. like, wow, look at all these people on the street. A lot of people in Venice didn't give a shit about homelessness. I mean, if you live in. It was like in their front lawn. Exactly. If you live in Beverly Hills and you don't see homeless people, 
You have no, because the they they, have, they clean it up very. They have a exactly. very tight. So you're gonna be like, oh, like what, like whatever, right? But someone who lives in like South Central, who sees it all the time, you know, you're over by Skid Row, you're gonna be like, this is a big deal, like a big deal. So overall, I mean, it's just that thing of most people, especially when it comes to war. Like I was saying before, you know, the majority of people during wars are on the sidelines watching the war happen. Oh yeah, a lot mm-hmm. of shit. Right? Like a lot of times, life goes on for them. Exactly. Like, so there have been tons of stories of people being like, yeah, like there was like a revolution, like not too far from the market and i was just buying groceries yeah and the point is is that he was saying like oh the minorities the minorities but the minorities are the ones who are fighting the wars right it's always going to be a small portion of the population that's fighting that war a small part of the portion when, of when the i talk that's when i talk about a, a minority i'm talking about a minority working without a majority mandate because even in a majority coalition but, there's going to be a minority yeah. but the point actors, is is when right, you have majority. for example in iran where they're clearly all protesting to the point where the government is turning off the wi-fi mm-hmm. kidnapping people killing people doesn't matter there's, there's still the minority stuff. power Exactly. I, I, I think even in Iran, it's doubtful that they represent a majority coalition. But if they did, I think there's a really good chance that the Iranian government could change because there is there are multiple uh, coalitions within the Iranian government. Uh, for instance, on the nuclear issue, there is a coalition that wants no nuclear weapons and thinks that that would be horrible. And there's also a, a hard coalition that thinks there should be and that they're in this real politic where they need to destroy <laughs> israel right that's a that's um, a tricky one yeah but there's there's there is that coalition in or or uh, or um uh voting block in the government that and so doesn't we want should nuclear just, weapons so but so the what's thing better? that unites them is that they want nuclear power because they want to get off of oil ultimately and become um a self self uh, i think we should all yeah. be on nuclear power that shit is ridiculous we haven't done it yet but, and so yeah. you think that it's better for the the protest to continue and people dying in the streets and eventually just hopefully someone they, in the government just they, is like you know what i'm gonna stop oppressing these people today and uh that works there we go to be you, fair revolution like revolutions are very messy and mm-hmm. finding a happy balance between just giving the people what they want and the what already exists is the best outcome. I know, but I'm saying the, you, you think that it's better for them, for the United States or just whatever, for Iran to just not have guns and just let it play out and let people continue to die. And right, like, right now, Russia is destabilizing before our eyes, and it's because their government does not enjoy a majority mandate uh, from its people and. It, they are uh, dealing with a lot of like you know small sects within the, within the country and without the country that are um, engaged in sabotage. They're dealing with mass protests. So there's it, it takes time for that momentum to build, right? And we enjoy um, uh, a nation where when there are huge protests like black lives matter we see responses around a local level we have like a really flexible government compared to them um so it's it's a kind of in my view it's kind of a matter of like uh there's, there's sort of an evolutionary um uh um uh there's a thing necessity. all societies have to go through yeah that okay. that their government becomes more attuned to the needs of the people and that bargain of power between well, the when people the and the government doesn't want to give up the power, then there's going to be conflict, yeah. right? And, and that conflict is going to ultimately result in a more even balancing. And that's why and that, everyone yeah. should have a gun. Exactly. The because when the conflict be does arise, how that, are you going to fight back? Like that will empower the minorities to take more power than they 
need the I minority guess. groups, right? I mean, and the look minority at the groups United will fight amongst each other, right? Look at the United and, States and of America. And that could result in minorities of one, look like the, the Oklahoma States City bomber. We have a we have a, a history of of far right terrorism, sir, right? Like you told Pluria is a slippery slope. We don't know. No, we, no, 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 no. We, 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 we do know that no. like minorities the past doesn't of necessarily uh, dictate the future. In like policy, in in policy uh, uh, bargains. All I gotta say is it worked really well for the United compromises States. Compromises over time. Right. We, we we fought back against the the British government with what guns, guns. and guess what happened? This and, great and there was made. a minority that took power in America in the American Revolution. But that, that was, was how it was always. It was more like be. a plurality. It was like oh, split it wasn't like third, the third, third. Uh, it wasn't the slave population, which was a majority of the population in the U.S. at the time. Ah. That's a fair point. I didn't. I haven't accounted for that, but I remember they also, it being. They split. also had support from France, um, right? And, and they they were. Uh, France was like, let's do a proxy war. Yeah, and of. and they were <laughs> no, and they were mainly they were mainly upper class uh, mercantilists who were benefiting from the black market. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right. One hundred percent. They yeah. were like they kind of saw it as a proxy and they, war, and they they funded it um, through their own uh, black market. That's where French, we got our proxy. Right? That's where we got starting proxy wars from. Proxy wars are a thing. <laughs> All I gotta say but like is, I remember it being I remember reading up on it and it was split like third and like I think almost even thirds were a third of people were like let's do the revolution a third was like I don't care just leave me alone and then the other third was like it's hard to find in history a majority support revolution yeah. and the ones that have worked have been extremely bloody yeah um Haitian revolutionary history is um it's really fucked up yeah it, it's really fucked yeah. up and they didn't have any guns they just tore people apart with their bare hands yeah What's going on in Haiti right now, too, is pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. The, I, uh, I don't know. The gangs have basically taken over the country. That's nothing new. No, no. Um, it's, it's, to, it's to the point where, like, the UN is, like, debating if they should step in or not. They because, won't because they don't do anything about the cartels. I mean, that's true, but... Haiti is more cut off. That's true. Mexico but is the functional. Moment the Mexico cart- is functional. The moment the cartels get involved, like, more directly in Haiti, they will they will refuse to do anything. Straight up, we will probably... The, the, well, they're, they're blocking food, oil, and, like, all... No, I mean, like, you, like boots, you, you boots asked You asked about uh, um, how to uh, get the lower classes with more power in the mm. government rather than simply expanding an oppressive government. And the answer might be in Tom Wetzel's book, Overcoming Capitalism, Strategy for the Working Class in the 21st Century. Uh, and his general pitch is you need more representation, not just in government, but in every institution that you are a part of or need. So you need unionization, you need more uh, bargaining power within your company, um, and that means more collective bargaining power uh, for salaries and Sounds like benefits. Socialism. It is, yeah, that's what they're looking for. And, and that's not just um, anti-capitalist or simply like anti-markets. That is an evolution of the markets towards more... Uh, I kind of agree with that. Yeah. yeah, I don't know about the the having like more of a say in the market. I think that's just more so a responsible company owner should take into account how his employees feel. So overall, you know, just to just wrap up this this whole thing about Canada, I just believe personally, you know, the people should have the the right to defend themselves. I'm not saying that they're going to get oppressed in the next hundred years. It might be a thousand years from now. You never know. But the point I'm making is, you know, people should have the right to defend themselves from an oppressive government. And when you keep nickeling and diming their rights and taking away more and more guns. I mean, again, if someone in the future does become oppressive, like we saw in Germany back in the day where it was like, oh, they had a national gun registry. 
And like, it's not a big deal. Who cares? But then what did the National Gun Registry in Germany do? Oh, they took away guns from all the Jewish people so that way they can defend themselves and then they oppress them. You know, so there's all kinds of things like in Canada why, you know, I could see. I'm not saying that they're oppressive now or they're going to be. I'm not making that speculation. I'm just saying if there's that if. Um, I absolutely think that people need more bargaining power and they have the right to defend themselves. I just disagree that guns are the best option for that. I think that's the worst Nuclear option. arms. I'm just yeah. kidding. But yeah. we can we can Give we everybody can a new to, yeah. you, wanted to, you wanted to talk about You know, Ukraine. that's actually, yeah. actually fascinating. There's nothing that, uh, that says we can't own nuclear arms. So if a person is rich enough, they can technically You just have own. been listening to Tim Pool. There's a, there's a, there's a <laughs> book called... Um, this, uh, there's, there's a book called uh, The Stone Canal, um, which is a really interesting alternative history of the end of the Soviet Union, where when it collapses, um, one small nation ends up with most of the nuclear arms. And they are uh, an anarcho-capitalist nation. And so they bring in a bunch of hedge fund managers and whatnot, and they set up an insurance company that loans insu nuclear insurance policies to nations without nuclear arms. Um, That's fun that's a fun it's story an, it's an in, it's a really interesting story and wow. that's only the first part they go to other planets there's a giant blob in space there's all sorts of stuff blob. it's a great book um that should be made into like a I, I, giant this is, franchise that this is this so is fun. my this is my dream sci-fi miniseries that i want to adapt and don't steal it but <laughs> I, will, I will not that sounds it's, way too he's gonna pitch it's it's really cool somebody. i'm gonna pitch i'm gonna pitch this many times but anyways um the problem with the nuclear insurance policy is that they loaned too many nukes out that they had, and everybody thought that they had carte blanche to do more stuff because they had the nuclear insurance policy. They and so they started, they started pushing against each other more, not less. Mm -hmm. um, and they ultimately uh, triggered the nuclear holocaust because they um, thought that it was impossible. Oh, um, and that's what caused force yeah, to go into that's, space. Yeah, that's, yes. Yeah, gotcha. and that's the... Um, it's kind of uh, where we're at with uh, you know. That's Russia the right that's now. the political philosophy behind why like highly armed individuals is a problem. I mean, um, that's, that's and, why and that's it's why a I really now. wanted to talk about Chainsaw Man too, because it's the the theme of Chainsaw Man is that the tools that you have change you. But we can talk about that later. I mean, but the point I was trying to make is that's kind of like what's going on with like Russia and Ukraine right now is that uh, mm -hmm. basically the whole like backstory and everything and like where it is now in the, the current conflict, like we're like playing a dangerous game. And I think a lot of people in the world just don't see it. They're like, oh, there's a war in Ukraine and oh, Russia's doing bad. But it's like, dude, they've literally said multiple times we, we like are willing to use nukes. It's like, do you understand? There's a, like, we are like, we could, the nuclear Holocaust, like Reddit. we just talked about. I think there could was like happen. A, there was like a, some sort of like Reddit post where apparently like Putin tried it, but someone sabotaged it. No. And stopped it. I don't believe that, but that's crazy. No, that don't look, don't listen, don't get, get, don't get news from Reddit. Cause, I mean, uh, that's not, that's but not the spot. But um, I would, you were, you were talking about the allegation that is floating around there that uh, America and the West pushed you, Russia into invading Ukraine. I mean, I don't I'm, think we pushed it, but we need, do need to look at the context around it. Like for sure, like the uh, NATO made an agreement way back, way, and way, it's way in back writing, in it's mm -hmm. in speeches yeah. that, we, that they wouldn't yeah. expand past Germany. And uh -huh. now 
and Ukraine is filing to become a part of NATO. Uh-huh. Like we have definitely we've and then pushed also, their buttons enough. And again, yeah, this absolutely. isn't like an advocation like for the Russians. Like oh, like no, no, we support no, like, what's going on. No, no, obviously, everyone here is need to understand the context and why things happen. Exactly. Do, do you think we should be arming Taiwan? Um, I think that in that instance, yes, because the the difference is with what's going on in Europe. Essentially, is a, when the Soviet Union broke up, that those were all a part of one country at one point in time, right? That's why there's so many people in Ukraine that are like pro-Russia, like in the Donbass regions and, and stuff like that, right? Where there was elections before, you know, Putin was even, you know, had major influence in Ukraine. They were like voting to have, like to be a part to of see, Russia. Yeah. Yeah. So essentially what's going on in Taiwan is people that left China and they in were the, like, in we're, the 60s. exactly, we're going to establish our own country. And that's what they did. And China being like, no, you guys are, Chinese still so technically you're our country that's like completely different from like you know Ukraine becoming its own country because their 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 parent country broke up this is like Taiwan is a country that formed itself because they didn't like the government and you and Ukraine isn't like I'm saying it out loud so it's, it's kind of similar but <laughs> in the sense of I'm saying like it makes not sense. everyone in Ukraine necessarily not everyone in Taiwan, like by and large, you can make the generalization that they do not want to be a part of China. That is and not. The, it wasn't Taiwan. That's not wasn't necessarily the case for Ukraine. And also, we've. But the way, point. Wait, wait, wait. But, but the point I was making is that Taiwan wasn't like a nation that was a part of China before. It wasn't as if like Taiwan was like, oh, Taiwan oh, yeah. is here, and you know the Chinese government ruled Taiwan in the past. It was like, no, like they left, created a country and we're like, this is our country, right? Ukraine was like a part of the Soviet Union with strong ties to, you know, like Russia now, um, which is why there's still like this budding heads of, you know, there's people that are in that country that want to be like a part of Russia, but there's also the people that don't want to be. You know, I, I, want, so, I want to contest your understanding of history firstly, but also... Um, I, th- I think they're very different, and we shouldn't be pushing in either situation. Um, but I, that, it's well, that, more, yeah. I was saying they're both different. That's what I, I, my overarching yeah, yeah. point was. They're but both different situations. First of all, there, there is a, um, a minority in Taiwan that really wants to be part of China. Um, and in fact, there was a recent shooting in the U.S. Um, a few months ago that featured a, a Chinese nationalist uh, Taiwanese uh, guy who was um, attacking a Taiwan church. Yeah, but how many? Uh, when you say a minority, like, is it? I, I'm is, not. I'm not sure. It's like, like ten to twenty percent, you know. But okay. it's but it's equivalent to the minority in Ukraine, uh, in the Donbass region, um, that was really really pro Russia because Ukraine had its own national identity, even though it oh wasn't yeah, it's very part of the Administrative boundaries. Slavs are there's, very very tribal. Right, yeah. Yes, and and they there's a reason why they broke off in the way that they did from Russia when the Soviet Union collapsed. Um, and they were a nation and a people before the Soviet Union, uh, most especially. And so there's a lot of history there, even before. And they also have a, a shared uh, trauma in the uh, Stalinist uh, famine, right? So um, it's very equivalent in terms of like the different peoples there, because with both Ukraine and Taiwan, they're proximate, but they're is a decay in administrative power and culture over the distance between the two places and in the different, uh, you know, regional qualities, right? Yeah. Um, but Taiwan, in go terms, it's captured territory. China can just walk over there and take it whenever they want to. And they could do it violently and with great 
uh, power and fanfare, or they could do it administratively with a stroke of a pen. Now, they don't have to do that as long as we don't bother Taiwan. If we start in Go terms putting pieces in their corner that they have already captured, um, but haven't solidified the capture yet, uh, that prompts a response for them to commit more resources there. And, we, and we, we've all of our resources this, the... that we commit to Taiwan are ultimately expended because we're just increasing their resource expenditure and ours for a foregone conclusion. So I don't think we should be... But that's that's yeah. what I said. It's it's more based on the fact that we don't want the, the Ch People's Republic of China to have control over basically the majority of the world's chip manufacturing. Right, so which is why, why we're like pulling the, the chip supply out right now. Um, I really support the, yeah, the Biden administration. We should do that with um, oil until we can get to nuclear. Do you understand et cetera, et cetera. where we are? Okay, now <laughs> but, that's a whole different conversation. But, uh, but um, uh, Putin's Russia has been uh, expanding territorially for 20 years. First it was Chechnya, then right. it was Georgia, and then it was a piece of Ukraine in 2012, and then it was more of Ukraine now. Um, it, it was it was a foregone conclusion that he was going to try to take it, but it wasn't a foregone conclusion. I mean, hasn't he, he was publicly going to said he wanted to it. like? Wouldn't he first take office? Didn't he like publicly said he wanted to like restore? He wants to restore yeah, the yeah. might of the Soviet Union, and he said that many times. And, right. But and he but his his hard right faction views the might of the Soviet Union as most of Eastern Europe. So it um, it's a foregone conclusion that they're going to try to attack it. But because it's not a foregone conclusion that they are going to take it, that it's not already theirs in essence, um, we can fight that. And we did, much to our chagrin, because it wasn't simply the liberals who are now promoting more arms to Ukraine. For a long time, it was the, the hard right war hawks in uh, European foreign policy that, for instance, promoted the Maidan revolution in the early 2010s um, yeah. and uh, put... Uh, it's not Victor Orban. That's the other guy. P uh, promoted uh, the um, the the protests in Ukraine that pushed that president out of power, which was pro-Putin, and put an anti-Putin regime into place. Yeah, but um, I, but the point is, is that we were basically saying in the context of things is that there's kind of bold. Like again, what Russia is doing is terrible, but both sides, the NATO and, and Russia. Sure, it's, sure. It's bigger, yeah. Has, but, yeah, like yeah. bigger context in, in the sense of like we pushed them, they pushed us, and now we're at this conclusion one, because of like what both sides were doing to each other right. rather than just like... Right. I think the, the, the ultimate but, lesson is we should just stop with other countries. No, no, but, 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 but the media was always it, going to push um, in, in whatever way he could to expand his territory. Yeah, he's very ideologically right. driven. The, yeah. the United States and, and NATO And because he's going to push if we don't if we don't push, then he's going to take more. That's, that wasn't a foregone conclusion that had we not pushed. I mean, definitely. So that's the strategy but, but there. So exactly. I, I think we should have pushed, right, is is the... In certain, um, yeah, in certain yeah. situations, yeah, definitely. And that's why, you know, again, like we were talking about, like, you know, um, Trump funding Ukraine and giving them weapons was like kind of the precursor to this conflict in the sense of... Oh, man. We, but first of all, we were giving them weapons way before Trump. Yeah. But oh, second yeah, definitely. Of all, but um, that Trump, was like the Trump recent way decreased the... Uh, um, the amount of weapons and he because um, of Hunter Biden because of the Hunter Biden scandal not blah, because of Hunter blah, Biden you know. but because he held them hostage over uh, trying to get the Ukrainians to help him politically in the US and that was a source and of what was of the that impeachment. what was that of and like it, was, was, it was it was partially because of the, it was the terrible uh, I know it was terrible it was what I'm saying was terrible corruption it was, it was partially it, because it of was what? based on paranoia because Hunter Biden was a non-entity in that situation I mean but and, look at Hunter Biden now that man is 
I, so I many crimes it's, it's, that he could be total, it's a total distraction I, obviously to talk obviously about that. but the point i'm making is that you know um that is essentially what you had is a lot of people are viewing this as you know the biden administration biden oversaw like ukrainian affairs when he was vice president to barack obama right so when you have the son of a vice president making a ton of money in ukraine that he oversees ukraine uh -huh. it's yeah. a big conflict no. yeah so Hunter that's Biden's why an asshole. we've yeah. we've covered this he, yes he's apologized several times for instance and he's he could potentially get charged but the point i was making is that you now have the person who oversaw yeah. you, you now have the person joe biden who was overseeing so you have ukraine. like a known yeah we're, we're aware, we're aware yeah, yeah, yeah. that yeah, there okay. was a very distasteful looking thing happening there but nevertheless uh his policies were in line with the administration's policies and with the long-term strategic goals oh, of the like, U.S. Again, I'm not, when he was I'm not, I'm not uh, saying like Ukraine. what Russia's doing or like Joe Biden's the root of all evil. I'm not saying all that. I'm just providing a little bit more context. I'm not a historian. Uh -huh. I don't know everything. I'm just saying based off of like what I've read and what I've seen, you know, from history to now. I mean, it's the take uh, that I've heard several times now. Uh, most recently on left, right, and center, uh, which uh, was that. Uh, People agree with Trump when he says that if Trump was president, then Putin wouldn't invade Ukraine. Um, but that's not because Trump would somehow put up a bigger wall, so to speak. No, Trump was just very more. bold. Yeah, tr Putin would be getting what he wants in destabilizing the Western world if Trump remained in power. And so Putin wouldn't maybe have to push into Ukraine as much. The long-term goals for Putin in Ukraine are very real and present no matter who is in power in the U.S., mm -hmm. um, he wants, uh, and I've said this before, I think, to to control a, a huge proportion of the world's energy supply through both food and fuel. Yeah, and, and that's he's, what he's looking thirty years in the future when global warming will make Siberia farmland, and mm -hmm. at that point, and we're all dead essentially. Yeah, he will have also Ukraine, you know, the breadbasket of the world. And you can and, have whatever you want when the world's over. And, so. and yeah. over or under, underneath the areas that they're fighting for is a major uh, series of oil fields. Yeah. And he also has access to the Black Sea and shipping lanes through, through there, as well as the shipping lanes in the Arctic, which he also wants to control. So he's looking at this huge It's a very strategic right? investment on his Quote, part. unquote, strategic, because, you know, if there was a rational player a more rational player who was more into Nash equilibriums, they could totally have influence over those shipping lanes and they could have influence over Ukraine without being um, totally uh, militaristic about it. Yeah. Um, so he's still thinking in these 19th century terms and that's the big problem. Um, is that we don't have time for that. Right? And it's leading so, uh, yeah. to a potential so, uh, nuclear Armageddon. Right, oh, yes. yeah. And, 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 so, and so while we, we've obviously straight towards it. pushed yeah. Russia, Russia was always going to try this. Um, under Putin, definitely in some way, shape, and or form. Do you We're think we should? And, and we we are in the best position now to make it cost as much as possible and even stop it right now. Because if this continues, Russia will destabilize over time. Um, it already and, is. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. And so uh, that is a huge success right now. Um, the the ultimate so who, success so would be to destabilize Russia without uh, them launching any nukes, if, and if then Russia to bargain with the next administration. What happens? Does that mean we get a piece of the pie too? <laughs> I'm, Does I've, that also, if it destabilizes, what stops Putin from just being like, if I can't have it, that's, no one can. That's, that's the no big risk, right? Yeah. And, and that's what they keep threatening. Um, but Putin's government is also a collection of coalitions, and there is a. Uh, a hawk coalition and a peace coalition and the peace coalition is gaining power because the hawks are so 
um, uh, up their each other's throats right now, um, nigh killing each other. It seems so. There could be a good chance that whoever comes out of that is in a much better position to bargain with us and is much more interested in preventing another Putin from taking power in the future and depriving that future power. Putin I think he's going to die power, soon. Right? Yeah, he could definitely die in the next few like years. He's right? like, uh, he could get COVID. He, he's not vaccinated and he's there been was, living alone apart from his advisors for a long time. Um, there was some dude, I think he was being interviewed by Joe Rogan, and he basically went to... He went over to interview putin i think around the time when he first gained power and like even then he said he was being treated for cancer and the dude is like what 70 he's he's, up 80. he's early 70s he's, he's yeah. definitely gonna die like in the next 20 years if he mm-hmm. all all goes well but you know so do you think we should there, there should be some sort of happy medium to avoid nuclear war where ukraine brokers a peace deal let's say they give up like the donbass region and Russia just completely stays away. You know, I, I hate to say it, but I thought um, Elon Musk's peace deal was reasonable. Um, but it's I not. Think, it's only reasonable wait, insofar... Did you disagree with Elon Musk? It, it, it's not reasonable because Ukraine would never <laughs> go for it, but that is the uh, ultimate pacifist's bargain right now that has been described among leftist uh, publications. But, you know, the overarching point is, you know, what's going on in Ukraine, I, I personally think it's going to, like... Russia's just going to destabilize, and then the world's going to, you know, divide up Russia, and we're gonna, we're gonna get a piece of the pie. The United States is definitely going to be like, we not control these territories. Um, That'd but be crazy. I wouldn't be surprised. I, mean, I, I honestly, I, I think the, the end point for the U.S. would be us in Canada, or whatever other territories we have versus the cartels. What do you mean? The cartels are like a big. They are. A big. They control threat. the country. We already know this. Yeah, I mean it is what it is. There's the in, until they start like showing their ugly face, like of actually like, oh, we own the government and they make it public. Then the United States government will be like, we're gonna come in and fuck you up. And yeah. Then, well, how soon? Like it's. I feel like it's only gonna be a matter of time. Nah. That's even that's that more long term. People are gonna become more informed. Of- I and I'm not advocating China and for Russia are the way. biggest issues in the world right now. Oh yeah. And that's. Really no, I'm. It. I'm saying this is like like decades down the line we're gonna be dead if this nuclear war starts off so let's get past this first and then we'll come back to that but to some recent news with the, you know redistricting redistricting of uh los angeles um there's a lot of interesting things going on because we had nuria martinez who resigned because of racist comments um de leon refusing to resign others refusing to resign and um yeah it's kind of interesting now because you basically have these racist people that are in power that are you know a part of the redistricting effort in, you know, Los Angeles, which is a big deal because it is one of the largest cities in the United States of America and the world. And are they, so, like, basically trying to redistrict things so where they can maintain Well, they power? have to redistrict every 10 years, right? Yeah, yeah. So... Into 15 districts. Yeah. And there's, uh, you know, six white councilmen and three black and then two... Lit- Weren't Tino, there more? Five, five Mark white, Ridley Thomas like was one of them, and then he There's, got, you know, the, you know the, the headline uh, to them was that there was a minority of Latino councilmen, yet um, 50% of the city or so was Latino, and that has ex- continued to expand. And uh, I'm looking at the racial demographics right here, and their particular um, critique, which I, I vibe with, to be honest, um, even though it was racist, 
uh, was that uh, all of the fancy stuff in Los Angeles is it's in white districts, um, especially Santa Monica area, like LAX. So the guy that they were um, being racist against, uh, they were being racist against his son. Um, Mike Bonin, yes, Bonin, his adopted yeah, son. He he his adopted black son is yeah. uh, in control of LAX, and he gets yeah. the um, uh, the political clout. Uh, because of that and so it's it's sort of like a the ultimate tragedy the ironic tragedy that he has come out on top in this um but on the other hand uh the guy who's now council president paul krokorian he and uh nidia rahman have been outspoken critics of the redistricting process because on the last round they were um pushed into districts that uh they did not uh, represent adequately because they weren't voted in by the people that they now represent and their yeah. districts. Didn't were... we talk about here like when, a long time ago? Yeah, yeah. Nithya Rahman and De Leon and Mike Bonner were all up for recall because of um, I think that exact thing. Yeah, yeah. Because of homelessness, them not doing their jobs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, they haven't really had you know much of an opportunity to be fair because they've been sort of screwed by this and. Um, they, I don't know. Mike Bonin and me at least started putting people <laughs> putting people inside as soon as they said recall election. Oh, yeah. He was like, "Whoa, hold on, okay, uh-huh. okay." And coming from a guy who was once homelessness, I'm, I think you should care more about homeless people. But anyway, I care. What the, what are you saying? What he are you, does. I'm talking about Mike Bonin. He was yeah. homeless. Yeah, he was homeless. Yeah. You thought I was calling you homeless? Is that I, what for you, a second? I, yeah, I was, looked straight at him. When like you I was. Said I was. Yeah. Sorry. Like, my, <laughs> no, I, I wasn't calling you homeless. Yeah. I, no. I thought you were saying I used to be homeless, so you should care more about homeless people. And I was like, this is surprising. This is new knowledge to me. <laughs> yeah. This is this is not what I. That's yeah. not what I meant. Uh, and then in that redistricting process, also uh, Nuri Martinez, the woman who resigned, uh, got a bunch of fancy stuff up in uh, San Fernando Valley. Oh, wow. Um, including like an airport area and a big park. Um, and this is uh, definitely Latino territory up here. Um, so all of East LA, except for this area, she got, Nithia uh, got um, Griffith and then the white underbelly of San Fernando and then this weird little chunk up here. So um, they, they, redistricted to push uh, the white representatives out of power into smaller districts. Um, but that racist. might be the way to go in order to get more racial representation is, on the council. Is it, is it okay to be racist? about racial representation wait, 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 on the it, council so long as the actual council member knows what their constituents want? I don't but that's one. Is it okay to be Fair. racist if it's? Yeah, that seems just, kind this, of. This is up to this me. is um, one one of the big uh, leftist uh, points is that segregation and, and continued cultural segregation is bad for the working class because it pits the working class against each other, mm-hmm. um, and so it shouldn't really matter who's on the council as long as people are represented uh, that's, and that's lumped in with the assets in their communities that they need the most, and yeah. so uh, you're going to see. That the map of Los Angeles, the city boundaries itself, are suffused with historical racism. Yeah, um, they definitely. took out. Oh yeah, they they took out the south there southern areas. They cordoned off the fanciest part of Santa Monica and Beverly Hills, um, and then Burbank and Glendale get to be its own place, and the Pacific Malibu gets to be its own city, um, and then the commuting area of the San Fernando Valley gets lumped in with the downtown area, which is the moneymaker. Um, and 
the San Fernando Valley was subsidized by the denser uh, downtown area um, in tax revenue. For I think we years. need to go back and do a more in-depth version of this and look at like the districting of the these maps for like the last few decades. Yeah, I think that's totally that, yeah. that's totally warranted because this is a really complicated process and right. a version of this is because at one point a lot of rich US white right people used to live in Inglewood like in the 40s and, shit, and mm -hmm. that's definitely not the case anymore. Yeah. The, yeah, and the weirdest part is that's Long Beach. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, with yeah. this little tiny corridor that splits Torrance going all the way up. Oh, that's, I know. That's a long and major yeah, road. Everybody right? knows that because yeah. they needed the Los Angeles basically wanted to be a port city and um, they built a port in Long Beach, so the only way for Los Angeles to have a port was if they kind of just took the land and said it was theirs. So. Uh, huh. yeah. 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 That was always like the funniest thing when I'd be like driving over to, you know, when you drive in PV and you go over to like uh, like Sunken City area. Um, yeah. And, and you're just like, why are there LAPD officers over here? Yeah. It's kind of weird. Yeah. This, this is, this is an, like another example in the history of Los Angeles of oh, the, politicians the lower being pieces of shit. And, yeah, yeah, and and them putting the lower classes against each other in order to get uh, gains. This comes back from the water wars, which originally added San Francisco. I mean, maybe, Valley but also I area. don't think a huge majority of the lower class are even they they're not even seeking this information. Definitely they sh not. probably should. Because I don't even they think people sure know would, that. Like, yeah. Uh, like past that, the Hollywood Hills is still Los Angeles. Like yeah. a lot of people are just like, oh, that's Burbank and like yeah. this and that. And they don't think like, oh, like that's still within the administrative exactly. municipality. Like, like if you showed someone this map and they were like, God damn, like it goes all the way over there, like to the mountains, yeah. they'd be like, that's Los Angeles. That's insane. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like a lot of people don't know that. Like even people now like North Hollywood kind of. Yeah. It does, like, it's, this is no way to run a railroad, right? It's yeah, no way not. to build a city. Like really Los Angeles should be like, that area, it, yeah. should, it should be this it should dense be like, bowl right here. Yeah. And then this coastal area should be separate. Um, they also, you know, this this coast right here, um, Ranchos, Palos Verdes, and Redondo Beach, that's all uh, white, rich areas. And That'll then, forever like, inner, stay separated. They are yeah. way too culturally yeah. different as well. Torrance and Lakewood and Compton well, kind and Bellflower and all the stuff like that. And, and this then, is where you get into like and black gets, like, and then Hispanic, and then, yeah. Hispanic, yeah. Latino. Yeah. Yeah. And then we have the, the Asian communities up there. Red is Asian? Yeah. 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 Um, so. It's very interesting. It, it should probably be changing faster than, than every 10 years at the rate we're going. Um, because now some of these councilmen are representing people who didn't vote for them, uh, basically. Uh, so. Mm, yeah. Yeah. That's I'm, fair. Yeah, or um, change when councilmen get elected. Yeah, so I, it's it's like you know, hate the language, but like the play of of the um, the council members who are under fire right now. Yeah, um, because they have they have like they're they're responding to real problems, right? Um, in their underlying critiques, even though they're going about it in a distasteful way that's ultimately bad for the community. So what do you think the outcome is with you know the city council? If we lose three city council members, we'd obviously have next November, we'd have an election to reelect. The, the, the minimum is 10, so they can get by for a while. Um, but yeah, they'd probably, they'd probably reelect. What if they lose? November. Oh yeah, because one of them wasn't a city council member. It was a like board of something, yeah. Uh, Leon and Sedillo, the two who are being prompted to resign, uh, they're part of that racial coalition. Um, and that would really deprive that coalition of 
sort of the the cultural representation that according under the Voting Rights Act they're uh, uh, they have a right to right. Is it okay to keep a racist in power to basically be like that's hey, a good question? I hope I hope they're replaced they, by people they, who represent they, they the represent their people. So it's okay for them to be right. That's this is going to this happening. is going to be I mean, up that's on, happening with Biden for sure. This is going to be up on the uh, on on the docket in the Supreme Court's term uh, this term because uh, Georgia, uh, specifically the Atlanta area, um, mm-hmm. was redistricted, um, and uh, the black community there should have up to two districts in the state, but instead they only have one. Um, there's like 27% black population, but they're only being represented as if they were 14%. Mm-hmm. And the state of Georgia uh, drew the map, quote unquote, race neutral. Um, but obviously, it wasn't clearly, yeah, yeah uh, they, they clearly made sure that to, to split the black community into two districts in a gerrymandering attempt and lumped it in with white districts um, that were majority within the district, but a minority um, altogether. Uh, and the Supreme Court looks like, you know, they might side with the state of Georgia and say you should be gerrymandering race neutrally or drawing districts race neutrally, which would really affect this. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and this we thing could would end be totally up, different. Yeah. We could we could end up with a continued, uh, you know, dominant white majority in Los Angeles and the status quo and more racial resentment and uh clashes long term um again that's another thing that has to be looked at especially like in the atlanta georgia thing that's something that has to be looked at through the decades of the of the districting maps like we're gonna have to do with la if we go deeper into this like we need to go back and look at those maps from like decades ago and see mm-hmm. how things are done and that well it's something to watch is that uh the voting rights act case um They've already, you know, gutted it several times. They've been chipping away at it over over years as long as it's been a conservative court. Of the Voting Rights Act? Yeah. Why? That doesn't need to be a thing. It's already <laughs> know, constitutionally right? protected. It, that, yeah. To me, that feels like political theater. Well, it feels like a waste of time. Districting and, and, and municipal boundaries are like... The, oh, is it specifically about that? Yeah, basically. Okay. It's, it's, it's about representation and sort of the, the right to be represented by someone who uh, you identify with. Um, and the ability to elect somebody you identify with. That's and kind of the whole point. That's sort of already baked into our system. That, again, I would say I don't think you know enough about, about the, yeah, the law and to comment on My it. whole thing about Fair. the rep, like when people talk about represent, Not representation, you, yeah. yeah. <laughs> my whole thing about when people talk about um, representation, it tend, or specifically, specifically politicians, they tend to only meet it on a surface level. Thing mm-hmm. they say it just to get elected into office, and then they don't care about their constituents whatsoever, regardless. <laughs> that is the so that's, cynic. That's like whenever I hear about it, I just go, "Oh, you clearly you're just saying all the buzzwords to get in there." Mm-hmm. And I my my buy like my my base. Nevertheless, now, one would hope that we're moving towards you know a place or trying to move towards a place where I'm you just, are actually yeah. representing people. Hopefully, you know, for me, I just want to make sure we get past this nuclear war deal, and then we can talk about mm-hmm. all these things. Because mm-hmm. right now, if we're all gonna die anyway, then, gun control, schmun control. Yeah. <laughs> You know, like we're all, you know, what's happening now in you know Russia, man. But anyway, back to the the districting thing. This is a, uh, it's it's very interesting. I I don't know how this is going to play out because I don't think that Gilbert or De Leon are going to resign. I feel like the Democratic Party, like you said, is going to be like, we do need some representation here. Um, That's. 
And, Gross. And also, I think they're going to be like, well, they didn't do what she did, so technically, you know, they they could they could totally resign and just be replaced by people in the interim that still represent those districts well, and they could hold snap elections in those districts. You know, I I think it's you know nobody's saying that those specific people have to be there in, in the party yeah definitely and and know. and to your to your point you 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 called me out in afterwards after we did the last podcast where i was like supposedly throwing out red herrings to your question about um, oh you did racist democrats and i thought the question about racist democrats was a red herring because obviously there's racist democrats the whole leftist critique of the california well, political machine I wasn't is that it's a, it's, it's conservatives I in, in encompassing the, the, the entire guys party. of a democrat i wasn't saying everybody on the democratic side is racist now yeah. i wasn't saying that there's essentially lot, what i was saying was that I, we made a direct point both of us were basically making a direct point and then you kind of like went off on your own tangent. I think I was trying to respond to, like, to it. But you did not respond to it at all. No, I I, I think, you know, you responded I don't to remember the specifics, but I you think I was trying to... This is the perfect time for everyone at home know, to go check out that video and uh, comment what they think happened. Yeah, because I, I think I was trying to right respond here. to like your underlying issue and but not specifically that did not, Democrats did, are racist because, you know... No. It wasn't, it was, but that was what it was. It's, it's like... Why are we calling out the Republican side and making it seem like the oh, overall because I think there's, like there's, all a, there's a huge difference in the nature of the racism and the like the racial struggle. Racism is racism, okay. Either way, you slice it, you're still racist. Okay? Oh yeah, you can't I think yeah. When you when you experience racism from like the older Republican type of racism, it's it's, it's who very made the KKK? In your face. Who made the KKK? The who? Democratic Party. There you go. Um, you know that's a silly point. It's a hundred years since oh, then. Oh, oh, oh it yeah. still exists. Oh. Yeah. Like Martin Luther King was a Republican. There's two different types of racism. Old timey racism where it's just overt and in your face and very hateful. And then like this new age people try to tell you there, like so, like someone like we've both experienced it. We're like, Oh, you're black. You should feel about this you need to speak this way. Yeah, you, you need, need to speak this, this way. way. You, you have a specific to, way about this issue. Way about it's like problems. Yeah, yeah, there's there's a great book you should check out called Cast, um, which tries to relate the like the the American experience of racism and then and like the nature of it here and the culture of it here and the way we understand it to Indian uh, caste system um, because Oof. there are like yeah and and it's it's a surprisingly uh, apt comparison. Oh yeah, it's um, just all tribal. Sh- yeah, it, humans it's, are tribal. It's very yeah. tribal, and uh, it's it's in a different nature to like the European racism versus gypsies, for instance. Oh um, my god! Right, which is definitely yeah. a thing there, or or you know, the Slavs. Yeah, they're very and, tribal as well, and the various strains of it in Asia as well. Um, the uh, the the great example is that uh, like a year ago, there's a woman in Central Park who threatened to call the cops on a black guy who was approaching her um in a quote-unquote threatening manner do you remember seeing that video yeah, yeah. and you know and she York would City, pro- right yeah in central park and she was like jogging and he was just like hanging out and she would protest she's not racist she doesn't you know think that he's a threat because he's black she thinks he's a threat because he's a huge man but nevertheless he's she black. knew that she had the power over him and that's because situation. she could use yeah. the police against him yeah and they would react in a way because he was black and so that is her reinforcing and using a caste system. That's like a more apt 
way of describing it rather than simply racism because she just is not true that she simply just didn't like him because of his skin color you i know? mean there's i don't get that's fair yeah, yeah. that's more nuanced yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I appreciated that take i can't remember the author's name but cast is the book yeah i mean definitely it's just interesting because it's i don't know i just find it that's why again like i'm an independent because it's just like both sides do the same man you're acting like like not you but like people act like just because they're aligned with Democrats and because they preach this like unity and like inclusion that like somehow they're not racists and like somehow they don't do like shady and like yeah. things that work against you know the very people that they well, the very people the very people that yeah. they represent like Nuri Martinez yeah, and De Leon yeah, yeah. who literally are like saying racist shit against the people that they represent so it's just like that thing of both sides do it, man. Both yeah, sides are racist. Both sides are crazy. Both parties and I stand yeah, by that. That doesn't that yeah. doesn't rob the power of, of the inclusive message if you take it charitably and actually believe in it, though. And you can still have racial coalitions within an inclusive. Oh, oh group, yeah, no. Right? There's nothing wrong with believing in inclusion. I just don't think any of the people in power. Yeah, there's nothing care about it or believe in it themselves. They just use it. Well, that's that's also fine as long as it affects the way that they rule and that is the legitimacy bargain again oh yeah, they, yeah. and they don't do that either we want to have me as, as the yeah. public we want to have power and control over their incentives and we want to shape the incentives of those in power uh towards our will right yeah speaking um, about famous speaking, people who used to live in la or and, and, about, and people in power who are using the concept of race to their advantage Oh yeah, Kanye's. Yeah. Oh, Kanye's. Yeah. Yeah. I agree Kanye with that. Kanye West, yeah. man, yeah. this man is—he's uh, really shooting himself in the in the foot. We talked about this before. Like he's an idiot. He, you know, but again, he's entitled to his own. You know, I don't think. Yeah, he, he doesn't. It's freedom know. of speech. He can say whatever the yeah. hell he wants. But I, I just don't understand why people are like so like. Kanye, man, it's hard to defend him, and Kanye this, and Kanye... It's like, dude, he's shown you his true colors. If he wants to be a Republican, he can be a Republican, whatever. He's going to talk the way I, he wants to talk I, because I, he is a Republican. I pity the fool because uh, they said this week that he was going to buy Parler, and Parler is... Is dead. Asset. There's like 50,000 users. They're just looking for a fool to well, take control. Well, he's friends with yeah. uh, Candace Owens and her husband And her is husband's the CEO. Yeah. 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 They're, so more, they're more than likely, rough. like, he was just here helping is, them out or Here something. is why they're both in same shirt in front of the cameras yeah you know it's a maybe. grift maybe I, mean, I, I think maybe Kanye's he, too stupid to understand that he's being used maybe that's, or maybe uh, yeah he's just like, oh, I i'm glad we're on the same page in that because yeah. that's what i was thinking last week when he was on tucker carlson well, I, that's what i was trying to tell you is that like you know a lot of his like worldview i can see it coming from candace owens mm -hmm. and because they're friends and him having a lack of mental acuity like you can tell it's like well, no, he's kind of said that. like that since well before he was friends with Candace. To be fair, he like, to he, an extent, oh, to but an like, extent, yeah. you can tell that Candace Owens is rubbing off on him to the fact that again he's buying Parlor and her husband, mm -hmm. Parler, like conflict of interest right there. White Lives Matter, who's kind of championing that? Candace Owens, who brought who into that? Kanye West. Now, is Kanye a Republican? Yes, but I think this whole thing is getting pushed because of like his friendship with Candace Owens and because of like some of the Republicans that he's affiliated himself with. Um, again, I'm an independent, so, you know, you be whoever you want to be, yeah. like say, say whatever you want to say. Even if I think, you know, what you're saying is stupid and you're an idiot, you know, it, freedom of speech, you have the right to say what you want to say. I think he say. needs to think through his points more clearly. Exactly. But the only he person he's hurting is himself. At the end of the day, I don't really care. He's not a, like he, I listen to his music for, you know, I separate the artist and the yeah, you know, person yeah, mm -hmm. and I like his music and, you know, I like a, a little bit of his clothing, but you know, I'm not going to be like, oh, this is the guy I want to run for president. This is a guy, you know, I believe in that supports the Demo like the, the black community. I, I wouldn't want to support party, him financially given 
what he's going through. So, you know, torrent his music if you have to. I um, guess, but right? at the end of the day, like, I, I really don't care because they, they're they putting him on a pedestal when he shouldn't be. Oh, yeah. People he, do that like, yeah. all the time with celebrities. But, you know, the, the you say he's, he's the only one that is hurt by this, but, you know, I think a lot of the Republican leadership is sort of trying to empower themselves by using yeah, but, him, right? But the thing is, oh, it's, yeah. it's like, yeah. why are like, they, why they're looking at it as Kanye West is like a speaker of the black community and he like is a major voice in the black community. I think they're trying to look for that. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. But I, like, but I think they're trying to look for, sure, for that representation. Like, there's, yeah. There's just for that we sure were talking about earlier. Black people that have, sort of the same thoughts or some sort of but no black overlap, person is going like, to Kanye for, for political, political advice yeah. for political views it's they go yeah, to him for music and clothing true yeah like, yeah but it's it's you know when you're looking for representation me? in in political figures yeah. you're not necessarily looking again for they might those be political looking views. for cultural representation yeah that is right something that right is very and they're looking for cultural for representation within the Republican ideological yeah. sphere uh, yeah sphere. In, I because like a lot of the people in the arts are like culture like they are they're leftist. more in line with like Democrats, mm-hmm. and they Republicans don't have or do neoliberal have, or liberal yeah, or yeah yeah, and Republicans just don't have any sort of cultural hold on anything, really. And that's fine, but I'm just saying like, like pop culture it's, wise, it's that thing of they're no, making Kanye music. bigger than he uh, is. Yeah. They're making yeah. him bigger than he is. Like at yeah. the end of the day, nobody really cares what Kanye says about Black Lives Matter. I what hope he so. says about. Well, like in the sense of people like, are going to go on with their day to day lives. Exactly. They're going to yeah. yeah. look at it. Like, yeah, they're going to look at it and be like, okay, like why he said white lives matter. Th- okay, but I don't care about Kanye's political views, so who gives a shit anyway? That's yeah. how I look well, at it. I'm like, I don't give a yeah, fuck. that's how you look at. It, but you know the 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 guy who's a vacuum cleaner salesman who really loves Trump. And and hates that people call him racist is going to be like I'm a Kanye fan. I really believe in Kanye, and sure. I are going to use that to reinforce my own beliefs and and rationalize my uh, you know removing the community pool because black people use it kind of thing. Um, the the dying of whiteness uh, thread there. Um, That's also like a this is this is part of the Republican or small minority ideological spheres project of trying to legitimize themselves by saying that they're not racist. Um, Whereas, like, why I don't why are you gonna make that blanket statement, man? You can't be making blanket statements about the Republicans being racist when at the end of the day, we you. I'm totally psychoanalyzing them again. You know, it's 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 just for fun. Just wanted to clarify that. This is basically your own bias. Yes. Yeah. This is this is me doing a you know a Lacanian critique of them or whatever. Did you say Wakandian? Lacanian. Oh, I was like... Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that ain't real, man. No. Yeah, which is, you know, total smoke and mirrors, but it also, you know, can have some sort of underlying truth to it, I hope. Yeah, I mean, look, man, to anybody watching, listening, whatever, like, stop caring about what Kanye says. Just be like, or you just know, celebrities.